today's episode of Behind the Membership, I'm talking to Mark Asquith from Podcast Success Academy. Podcast Success Academy is just one of Mark's businesses. And today we're diving into how the membership fits into the larger ecosystem that he has, which also includes SaaS or software as a service and productized services as well. We're also talking about Mark's approach to freemium content and how he gives away a course that most people would charge thousands for, and the demarcation that he has between the freemium content and his paid membership. I actually love the way Mark has done this and his reasoning for doing so as well. And of course, we talk about much, much more too. So without further ado, let's dive in into this week's episode. Welcome to Behind the Membership with Callie Willows. Real people, real stories, real memberships. My guest today is Mark Asquith from Rebel Base Media, founder of the awesome podcast hosting service Captivate, which you're listening to this on right now, alongside podcast websites and what we're most interested in today, the Podcast Success Academy. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello, Callie. Good to see you and, and talk to you. It's been a while. It's it has, it has. I've wanted to interview for this for a couple of years now, but Mike's always had dibs on you for his podcast. So, <laughs> you know, I fin- finally got you on board. Well, I know Mike just keep uh, keeps tempting me and baiting me with promises <laughs> of of drinks and whatever else takeaways. But okay. now COVID scuppered all of that. <laughs> we'll get back to it. But yes, it's a pleasure. It's good to chat. Yeah, definitely. Now, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you in particular is because while you have the membership side of your business, the Podcast Success Academy, you also have quite a few other recurring revenue streams that all kind of complement each other. So could you maybe start off by giving us a bit of an overview of your overall business and the different components that you have there? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting setup. Um, so we we run a company called Rebel Base Media, but we also run a number of other businesses that are sort of build as loosely related via Rebel Base Media, but actually are fully separate entities, fully separate teams, and so on. The reason we do that is um, Rebel Base Media is our Kieran and I was my co-founder, as you know. Um, you know, obviously know Kieran well. Um, we we like to tinker with things, and we're always building things and kind of messing with ideas. And and, and we've got an audience in podcasting. You know, that's something that I've spent. Um, wow six, seven, eight, nine, even longer years building, which is awful. Um, so we've we've kind of got this audience. So we use Rebel Base Media as this kind of testing bed, um, this ability to, we've got a studio like in Sheffield and it's where the offices is. And we can, we're, we're very fortunate to be able to kind of transfer, not necessarily users, but transfer goodwill and even things like cash investments from our other businesses. You can sort of do that in a really tax neutral way. So Rebel Base Media is our like testing ground. It's our little experiment and, and the academy lives underneath that. Um, it's actually That's actually the Rebel Base Media product. Um, but we also run these other businesses that are alongside that. So the original business podcast websites, which is a, a WordPress um, managed service for, for podcasters. Um, Productivity, which is our startup in the interaction space in podcasting. Um, and Captivate, which is the main thing people know us for now, um, which is the hosting analytics distribution platform. Um, and they're, they're all very kind of tightly linked, but they are all fully separate. And there's a, there's a few different reasons for that one, but that's what we do. But the Academy is, is something that I'm, I'm always fascinated by because it's, it's always memberships and SaaS and software as a service have got that much in common. It's that they're almost indiscernible. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about the membership itself then. What is the Podcast Success Academy and what does it offer? So the Podcast Success Academy is, is um, a way to help people to understand the skills that no one told them that they needed to learn in order to be a successful podcaster. So it's all the unseen stuff. Um, 
you know, our, our backgrounds are very similar. We, we, you know, you and I had our agencies and we worked on client services for a long time. We grew agencies, we built agencies, we pivoted agencies, we've, we've closed agencies and turned them into other things. And that all that knowledge is, is still up here for me. And, you know, my background is marketing and product dev and brand and, and, and product strategy. And podcasters don't know any of that stuff. You know, I was fortunate just as you were. It's why the membership guys does so well and Member Site Academy does so well is that, you know, you and Mike have got the coding, the marketing, the branding, the, the copywriting skills that you needed off the back of the agency. And I was in the same position, but also know a load of other people, designers, marketers, SEO experts, content creators, um, finance experts, and, and anything and everything, you know, I came across in the agency days. So the Podcast Success Academy essentially teaches people how to do that. And the goal is to take someone from being, you know, really just getting started in podcasting up through launching, right up to growing, and then obviously beyond that, um, allowing them to kind of become what we call an audio influencer, someone that has got a strong audience like you and I have and are known for the thing that they're known for and can do what we do, you know, with Rebel Based Media, which is say, here's my audience, here are the things that I do, which of these things resonates. That's the ultimate is to take people through that. So that's what the Academy does. And it's um, reasonably standard fare in terms of the content. You know, we can talk about some of the tiers and how we set that up and why we set it up like we did, but there's nothing crazy about what we do. You know, we don't do anything over and above what you guys do or what, you know, Scott's Base Lessons does or any of the other wonderful memberships. It's all the same type of stuff. We've just positioned it slightly differently within our ecosystem. So let's talk about them because you do have those kind of the other sides of the business or the other businesses are more software based, as you mentioned. So what made you decide to add that more traditional membership element in there as well? Well, what's funny actually, Callie, is that we, so Podcast Websites is very much a service business now. It didn't used to be, it used to be a little bit more of a platform. Now it's a service business. And we've got the academy that's the, that's the educational membership and we've got Captivate that's pure SaaS, you know, and we've got productivity that's kind of a little bit, um, it is SaaS, but it's more of a middleware. That's probably, you know, that's a wholly different thing. But what we actually started life as was podcast websites. Okay. So I had the agency Hacksaw. We used to work with like Adobe and Bosch and we did covers for like Time Magazine and New York Time, all these weird and wonderful random things. And when I started in podcasting, I started my DC comic show back in 2012 or 2013 and built podcast websites. So it was like, well, wait a sec. We've got a WordPress-based agency. There's a market in podcasting that no one's really taking care of in WordPress. We'll just spin a relatively quick business up. We did some affiliate partnerships with John from AO Fire, built that out, built an audience around it, did all right. But the thing that we also included was twofold. We included backend podcast hosting, but it wasn't anything that anyone else could use except podcast websites users. And in order to aid retention and actually build a community, we added what we called the Academy. And it was a tab inside WordPress on the left-hand side. I've got the designs for it somewhere on my computer when we, you know, when we first did the UI for it. And um, so all these component pieces that we have now were, were really part of podcast websites. What we did in 2018 was we knew we wanted to build hosting and we knew we wanted to be taken more seriously as podcasting got bigger. But when you turn up at like VaynerMedia or you turn up at some other conference or whatever it is you're turning up at and someone says, where do you come from? What's your company? You say podcast websites. They just go brilliant. You're a, so you're a website designer. We're like, no, 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 actually. So that was where Rebel Based Media came from. This ability to say, well, look, this is one facet of what we do. And Rebel Based Media is actually the slightly cooler name for it. 
Now, to answer the question, so that's a bit of context. The Academy was actually, it existed inside podcast websites. We pulled it out and our strategy was that, look, we don't want someone to have to use podcast websites to ha- in order to be able to use Captivate, nor do we want someone to have to use Captivate in order to learn from us, nor do we want to bundle things together because bundling things together cheapens everything else. So that's, we sort of exploded podcast websites out, kept that as it was, built Captivate and launched the Academy. And we very carefully rebranded everything. Um, if you look on the Rebel-based media site, all, we, we got a very specific set of branding for every product completely separate color palette, but very similar insofar as um, certain shared elements. They all work together. Um, So we created a membership really because it already existed as a way of building community. And really because we we were already building a lot of the processes and a lot of the, 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 the systems to measure success due to Captivate. You know, we were building our funnels. We were building our measurement tests. We were building our content strategies. We were building all of these things. And inevitably, people kept asking, how do I grow a show as well as start a show, which leads us through to what the Academy is today. Um, so there was, there was a number of different factors that led to the Academy being built. Um, but it was it, it stemmed from just already being there in podcast websites and, and wanting to have more of a community, whilst also trying to kind of parlay some of the knowledge from the old marketing days. So really somebody can come to you either for all of their podcasting needs or they can just kind of take the bits and pieces that they want, whether that's the training, whether it's the hosting, uh, the website service and and all those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting about it is, and I know we'll get to the structure of the academy, is that we can give a lot more away for free in the academy because of that. Like we, our very worst case with the academy is that it acts as a lead magnet for Captivate, you know, and that's, that serves 11, 12,000 podcasts, you know, that, that is the very worst case is that it acts as a lead magnet, which is why we've got that flexibility to be able to um, have the kind of model that we've got through the academy. And people enter, this is the kind of fascinating thing with this model, people enter through different sections, you know, they'll come through the academy and be like, wait a second, Captivate exists, this is brilliant, I'll use Captivate. Or they come through uh, Captivate and they're like, wait a second, the academy exists, all right, this is brilliant. Or they come through podcast websites, or they come through, you know, whatever. Um so the ecosystem, this idea of, 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 of growing a business or a set of businesses sort of horizontally, not just vertically, was fascinating to us. It took a lot of patience. You know, there were people that we've still not launched some stuff in the academy that we wanted to do three years ago, but that's all right. You know, we, we'll, we'll get to that. So I think patience was key. But yeah, our goal is to be a place that everyone can come to learn. Um, and if they end up buying, all well and good, you know. So you mentioned there the membership essentially being like a lead magnet for you for things like Captivate. How how are you structuring that? How are you working that? So the Academy was never intended to be a lead magnet. You know, our intent was to, um, you know, be able to help podcasters in a very distinct and different way, but not, not have Captivate suffer the attrition of the Academy should someone decide that a membership is not for them and vice versa not have Captivate suffer that, sorry, not have the Academy suffer the attrition if they decide to move host, you know, which obviously they never do, ever. Um, so the the structure sort of came as a happy coincidence because in, in 
podcasting, you know, we, we're, we're very big on the education. You know, my, my Twitter is full of that sort of stuff. That's what I do. Um, you know, I speak all over the world. As, as you know, I obviously spoke at Retain about this very model. Um, and it's generally all about podcasting. So we had to sort of create loads of content for Captivate. Like content is one of our core marketing tenets. Like we have to create really good content. One of those pieces of content was we need to be we need to be ranking. We need to be around for like how to start a podcast. So we developed this really brilliant course, and this is what I talked about earlier about this kind of this this um, flexibility and being able to give a lot more away than we 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 sometimes see in other memberships. Yeah, like we were able to create this just absolute ultimate how to start a podcast course. And I talked about this at Retain, how we titled it and came up with a title, very specifically um, created. So it's called uh, the Podcast Launch Accelerator, which is a callback to my own podcast. So it ties into our brand at my my show's The Podcast Accelerator. So the Podcast Launch Accelerator. uh, And through the user research, we were able to define some of the triggers that people needed. So the tagline is... um, how to launch podcast, find your first 100 listeners and begin to cover your hosting costs in 28 days. So very specifically termed. Um, But this freemium model that we've got came off the back of all that. Like we needed to create this course for Captivate. Why not make it this free academy thing? Because then it's clearly not just a lead magnet for Captivate, which anyone with any sense will just go, that's a lead magnet for Captivate. Now they actually genuinely get a full four tier it's got about 56 five to ten minute videos it's got an entire deep dive crib sheet which um a few people have said is like blowing you know not naming any names but people that sell courses ending in the number seven like it's blowing a lot of those away because it's just free and it's massive and it's it's designing building launching post launch covering your costs all the tech um and what they get access to is this entire course. It's filmed like right here in my studio, as, you, as you're seeing this on the videos we're talking. I built the crib sheet myself. Like it is, it's all of my knowledge on how to launch a podcast in a crib sheet, which everyone else would have to sell, which, you know, thankfully we don't have to. Um, they get access to the community. They get access to all the tools, the resources, um, all of the equipment tests that we do, um, everything. It's all included. And then obviously... Every now and again, it recommends Captivate and it acts as a lead magnet as well. But it's not a, you know, it's not a lead magnet just because it's free and it's it's a, it's a freemium academy, yeah. you know. So this course is the, the entire free tier is like the best at what it does. You will not pay for a course that is better than that, um, and that's on purpose so that people are just blown away by it. So that's the structure we landed on that freemium structure now. What we then thought was, well, there's a real clear demarcation between starting a podcast and growing a podcast. No one knows how to grow a podcast. I'm telling you, look at anyone, look at just literally Google podcast guru and look at, pick a hundred of them. And I will almost guarantee that at least 85, 90% of them will teach you how to launch and then get really fluffy on the growth stuff because they don't know. They've never done it. You know, they've never, ever done it. So that's where we drew that that kind of demarcation. Well, that's where the line is. You can have this stuff as much as you want. And obviously you get Captivate and all that stuff. The community exists. And I'll talk about that in a sec because that's, that's a really clear thing as well. Um, but if you want to grow, then we've got this other stuff, which is the paid for tier. And you don't have to use it. And Captivate, it's got all the tools that you need. It's got the single promo link, my Twitter, my content, some of my, my accelerator show. 
that's really, really good content for growing your podcast. But if you want this extra stuff, that's cool. It's not expensive. It's like 30 bucks a month or whatever. Um, so that was where we drew that, that, that line, you know? Um, and that took a lot of research in how we term that and how we phrase it. And there might be some changes coming up in the future. Um, but yeah, it's a fascinating model. It is, it really is. And people like it. I think people like that transparency of, all right, you're a host, but this other thing exists. And if I want that, it's extra, but you're not pushing it down my throat. Whereas a lot of people would have to upsell something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so uh, I really like that you've got that really clear distinction there between the the kind of the freemium being for the getting you launched, getting you started, getting your podcast up and running, and then the paid tier being, okay, so you've got it up and running, but how do you now grow it? How do you keep continuing that success? And I think that's kind of a really clear um, boundary there between the two as well. Yeah, it is. And, and, and we even do that with our Facebook groups. You know, we've got... Um we've got two Facebook groups. We've got the the launch group, which again is called the Podcast Launch Accelerator. And it's got a, like a few thousand members. It's, you know, it's not too dissimilar to what you do with, with your Facebook group. It's, it's sort of the, uh, the top or middle of the funnel kind of content. Um, but I'm in there every week, you know, every, every week, 4, 4 p.m. UK, I'm there doing a, a podcast launch workshop. You know, we talk um, podcast launch questions and it's just this office hours setup that we've got. But then if anyone says, well, what about marketing your podcast? I'll answer the question, but I'll not go too deep. And I'll say, well, look, actually, for anyone that uses one of our products, we have this other group, which is the the, the growth group. And again, a couple of thousand members. And every time we, sorry, every month we'll do a, a deep dive mastermind on podcast growth. And we do, but that again, it's all clearly marked. Now that does act as a really good upsell from capital. Well, not an upsell, sorry, that's not true. As an incentive for Captivate, because we can say, look, access to the growth community is included with Captivate, because that is, it's almost like a paid group, if you like. Um, you've got to be using our products. And if you're not, if, if you ever cancel our products, you're not allowed in the group, you know, you, you physically have to be day-to-day -day using our products. Whereas the other group, the Launch Accelerator group, that's a free-for-all. Anyone can come in and ask their launch questions. Um, now, what we found that's interesting about that is that because we had added that demarcation between launch and growth, you know, if you look at uh, a great example, this might be someone like Scott from Scott's Space Lessons. You can see, I don't know if we, we do video that anyone can see, but you and I are doing this as video now. Callie, you can see there's a bass in the background. I'm terrible. Um, Mike said he wanted to learn bass because it's easier than guitar. I can confirm that it is not because I'm still <laughs> terrible. Um, you know, but I'm a member of Scott's Bass Lessons. And this is, you know, the way that we do things with Captivate. You know, you would look at someone like Scott and say, well, wait a second. He theoretically could do something where it's beginning to play bass up to grade two, call it, you know, the, the, the knowledge level of grade two onwards is the paid stuff. You know, you do that free, but grade two, up, up to an equivalent of grade two would be the free stuff. And that's what we did. You know, we, we, we wanted, especially as well in podcasting, like we had to... We had to have that clear demarcation because otherwise someone that would start a podcast would choose a free course that was not anywhere near as good. And it wouldn't be, it wouldn't help them launch. They wouldn't stick to podcasting. They, or, or if they did, they'd, they'd sort of see some of our stuff and think, well, wait a sec, why was, why did no one tell me about that? Um, we got one a while ago where someone had come on and, and, and you know, they'd, they'd bought this very popular podcasting course from a very popular set of people online and they paid hundreds and hundreds of dollars for it. And it was like, you know, they flagged it to us and they were like, these 10 modules that are vital to what I did to succeed, they've not even thought about them. 
And it was, um, you know, that, that ability to just kind of really have that hard line where you say, look, anything prior to this line, it's free. And I can give you the best version of that that you will ever get rather than, well, here's the watered down version, pay for the full version. You know, that, that, that cell is not as nice. Does that, do you know what I mean by that? It's, yeah, it yeah. sort of feels a bit gacky, doesn't it, to do that? Yeah. So I would love to know then, because you are giving a, a ton of stuff for free, but not only a ton of stuff for free, but a ton of stuff of, as you say, really high quality, could charge a lot of money for it, content for free. And one of the things that I think a lot of business owners have an issue with, how much should I give away for free and things like that. But with memberships in particular, we see it because a lot of the time memberships are based around, you know, selling your content, selling your expertise. So has that ever been an issue for you, a concern for you where it's you are giving so much for free? Or has that always just been a, a bit of the bigger picture, as you say, for this is guiding people to success so that then they can make use of our other products and services? Yeah, that's a that's a, an insightful question. That so I and you'll you'll know this coming from like agency land. You know, when I came out of agency land and I was used to being annoyed at spec work, especially for some of the bigger jobs, because we used to do a lot of brand work, you know, and brand work worse than web work is like do spec spec work how how do you envisage this brand looking like well i envisage it to look how it will look after you've paid me for it like <laughs> shut up get in the sea you know so i've got some strong thoughts on, on on the right type of spec work um so when we came i guess when we came into the industry it was like well we can't really give everything for free this is valuable knowledge but then something sort of happened a few years ago where um I always kind of felt like a bit impostery. Like I always felt like I had to compete with some of the big entrepreneurs, like um, the, the the ones that you see online that are income reports and all that kind of stuff. And that's fine. You know, I, I always used to feel like I have to, to compete with them, but then a lot of them would come to me for like advice on the podcast industry. And I was like, wait a second, this is where I'm an expert. Like I don't, yes, people call me an entrepreneur because I make money in different ways and have done since I was, you know, young 23 jesus um so i don't ever want to see myself as an entrepreneur i don't see myself as that i'm a small business owner and 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 now i'm very grateful to be classing myself as someone in the knowing the podcasting industry that took a lot of time to get my head around and it, it happened in around i guess around the same time that we started the rebel-based media kind of uh, reshape. You know, we, we we set ourselves a deadline. We said in in 2018, we've got a 15 month plan to take the old podcast websites business and build it out into this rebel-based media ecosystem. It was a 15 month plan. We knew what the plan was: captivate productivity, the academy, the brand, in the community, um, everything. You know, um, and the free stuff came more naturally. And we were able to to move the line backwards on what we gave away for free. When I realised that. All of that was what people wanted. You know, that was the year that someone said, come and speak at Harvard. And I was like, what? On podcasting? That's ridiculous. Like, I, I'm not a surgeon. I ain't going to work for NASA. Like, what do you need me there for? And it was because they were interested in it and they saw me as someone that could really help. Um, the other thing that happened as well was that I kept coming up with these ideas. So I came up with it, came up with this seasonal podcasting idea. Just It was just something that I had an idea for. And it blew up in the industry. People were like, talk, talk to me about that talk. And these are big people were like, what is this? Then I did this trailer idea. Um, and now everyone's doing it. You know, like we've got people 
just saying, you know, edu- we've got now got people educating on my concept from like three years ago. Nothing wrong with that. Like, that's why I put it out there. They can just have it. It's not proprietary stuff. But that confidence from those three, four, five different validation points made me realize that I'm myself and Kieran and the rest of the team, I'm never going to be short of ideas and ways to test the industry and ways to push the industry. So why not give more than everyone else away for free? Why not move that line up? Because everyone is, well, actually I'll rephrase this last bit. If we're going to beat down the competition, which frankly, we all want to do, you know, there's no point hiding behind the fact that in order for us to make money, someone else has to not make money. That's how it is. It's an awful thing, but such is life. We're in business for that. And they are selling a specific thing. And if I can give that away and prove that it's better than the thing that they've been sold, I can sell the other stuff, the stuff that's never going away, the stuff that will not change. Um, so it did take a heck of a lot of getting used to. And I think when you realize, you know, like you and Mike, or you look at Scott, or you look at, you know, any one of the, the, the thousand of membership owners out there, they're all ahead of 90% of people that will ever buy their membership. And the other 10% are either the competitors coming to check it out to copy it, or they're the tire kickers. They don't matter. Yeah, that's all good. Here's what it is. Um, so you've, you, I think by virtue of wanting to start a membership, you're already confident enough that you're good at what you do. I think maybe just realize that you're much further ahead than you think. And, and, and that's what allowed us to draw that line a lot further in. Awesome. I love that approach. And so you mentioned your team a couple of times there. So how big of a team do you actually have helping you and how many of those are actually involved in the membership side of things? Uh, so the membership is just me. Okay. Actually, um, it, Rich uh, in our marketing team has helped me a little bit, um, just basically on on, on some of the um, some of the messaging because that was tied in with Captivate, like the how to start a podcast content that we needed to do. Yeah. Uh, but now I, I built the academy using your tutorials, you know, using using MemberPress, um, you know, using some of the content. I was I'm fortunate enough to know WordPress well and be a lapsed WordPress dev. Um, and, and, you know, and obviously no web dev enough to, 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 to be able to build some stuff out and tweak some of the stuff that, you know, Mike's added into MemberPress, you know, make it work a little bit differently for podcasting. Um, that's a very fortunate position that I've been in, um, to have those coding skills. So I'd, I do all the Academy stuff, but Captivate's team is 12. We've got 12, a team of 12 people. Um, we've got a few people on the podcast website side. Um, and then obviously Kieran and I on the founding side, but yeah, the, the Academy has just been me really which is weird <laughs> and it's nice to be able to do that actually <laughs> yeah it's a little bit different to your your, your day-to-day with captivate and things i would imagine and so yeah it is it is sorry um and so with the community element so you mentioned that you've got the two groups the free group and it sounds like kind of rather than being a paid group just for the membership it's a paid group for anybody that has access to one of your products whether it's captivate or podcast websites or the membership is it just you in there as well or do you have people helping out with the community side well do you know what that's the bit that i do less of um and, and Sam and the team do that because it is largely hinged around Captivate. And remember, it has to be someone paying for the academy. So yeah. the free tier doesn't get access to the growth group. Um, that's a little bit different because a lot of the stuff that I do is like stuff like this, where I'll chat to people. Like I've got a, an expert session later with someone. I can't remember who it is. It's in my diary. Um, where I'll go on and, you know, I'll talk about podcast growth or whatever in their community. Um so it makes it really difficult. Like I have to sort of pick my battles a little bit when it comes to the content and the time and stuff. So we've got be- better people than me 
in the in the group running that one. Um, same on the launch community. You know, my role in the launch community is very much being present on the Friday sessions and like that face to face stuff, um, which I think is important for us. Um, but yeah, we've got Sam and Danny and, and 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 Ben and and you know everyone else that's running the community over there. Now, you know, I do go in there. I do dip in there every couple of days and you know catch up on some comments and you know chime in on some some fun things. But it is it it tends to be run by other people. Um, if I was doing it just through the academy, then I would just do it myself. But it is part of the wider ecosystem. So it, it, one of the other interesting, I guess, challenges with, with that is it does have to be running like cohesion. Um, so, for example, with that, you know, if you've got someone that's like saying something uh, that might be an academy user, you know, our strategy has to be if they're asking about, um, you know, top three ways to monetize your podcast, the strategy has to link to Captivate's content on monetization. So it's like, well, look, we've got this ultimate blog post on how to monetize as opposed to just, here's a resource from other people. You know, so that that that's a big and actually quite a difficult consideration is that cohesion in the paid stuff. Yeah. And what made you decide to kind of have that combined community rather than just a community for the membership, for example? Yeah. So it was for me very important to give people the structure. Um and, and and two things actually. So the structure of the course, you know, the 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 free tier, if you like, is very much modular. You know, it's go and do this thing. Here's the trailer format, here's all the supporting materials in the crib sheet. Go and do this thing. Like they needed a structured place to be able to get feedback on that. And I didn't want to force them into paying for something just to help them to corroborate that their work was good on the free stuff, like that felt unfair. Um, and the second thing is just to really, you know, the old classic marketing tropes, no like trust, you know, no one really does that much of that when it comes down to it. You know, a lot of online people don't do that. They want to automate everything. But for me, it's really important to stick by those old cliches because they work. So what I'm talking about there is where, you know, I've got this presence promise. It's something that, again, it's one of the stupid Alliterate, alliterative, alliterative, what is it? It is, isn't it? Alliteration. It's a, yeah. I'm not an English manager. <laughs> um, so the, the alliteration on, on uh, presence promise is, um, is that, you know, I will be there every Friday. And if I'm not there because I'm ill or if I'm on holiday, you know, one of the team will take my place. Um, so that was the other big reason for this free group was to make sure that people could get to know me and the way that I do business. Because if you do a podcast using Captivate, you will be exposed to, you know, a lot of our way of thinking, which might not gel so well with everyone. You know, it, we're, we exist to help your podcast to grow. And if we tell you some things that are a little bit hard, that's our job. You know, I don't want to go to the doctors and be told the easy truth. I want to be told the actual facts. So, you know, that is a, is a, is a, is a, a way of almost pre-filtering me to them so that they can come in. They might love the launch course, get a pile of value, but are like, do you know what, Mark? Actually, I just want someone to lie to me and tell me that I can, you know, grow my podcast by tweeting once a day. Um, and some people do want that. But if they get into Captivate, migrate the show, move over, start asking for advice in the growth community, don't like what they hear because it's actual work, and then have to move out of Captivate, who's the bad guy? It's Captivate, which we don't want because we're not the bad guys in that. So it's, it acts as that filter. So that was a, a big part of it. Um, the other part of it as well was really to make sure that they knew that they were safe in their community, you know, safety online and making sure that they could, you know, you know me, if someone's being an ass in our community, 
they get like a third of a chance. And if they don't stick to the rules and are nice to everyone, they're out and they're never, ever getting back in. Um, so it was, it was, that was really important for me. And because I kind of part of my way of doing business, especially with the team is to like, you know, I'd, I'm, I'm the, the stopper, you know, I'll protect all the team. I protect all the customers. You know, if anyone gets through the team and someone can't handle it because they're being a real tool, you know, they'll, they'll like, I'm the person that will stop that happening. Um, and it was really important to not only protect the team, but to let podcasters come in because you're sharing your voice. You, you're really making yourself vulnerable. You know, it was really important to me to protect that ability to do that. Um, and to not let people, feel silly or, you know, a lot of podcasting communities are really tough because they, this is a real brand lesson for anyone wanting to start a good quality community and membership. Like there's a lot of podcasting communities that are very, very keen on making you feel silly because to them, keeping things complicated gives them the power. We're the exact opposite. And that, that so that was huge for us. And that's testament, uh, sorry, the growth of, of the academy and the platforms is testament to that actually working. Yeah, I love that approach. And so what would you say has actually been your biggest challenge with the membership overall, would you say? I think the biggest challenge has been really understanding what people can action from the membership. Um, So what I'm talking about there is, you know, you can put as many expert workshops in as you want, as many resources and crib sheets. And you can break it down as much or as little as you want. You can go as macro or as micro as you want with delivery of your content. But you're never going to hit everyone. You're never going to help everyone. And you're never going to help the people who don't know how to just do that first thing. You know, that's going to be very tough to help that type of person unless you can genuinely guide them. So that's been a real key is finding not only the three or four triggers that get people moving, and we've we finally cracked them, you know, we know what they are, but also triggering each of those three, four, five types of triggers in the five, six types of people that will come through the door. So you know, you might you might have a range of different people. You know, everyone talks about avatars and personas, which is totally fine, but we might have a, a you know theoretically 24, 30 different types of people because, you know, they come in and they're actually this personality type who struggles learning in this way, but really doesn't want to get podcasting because of this thing. There might be someone that's exactly the same as them, but they're not, they're not, not starting a podcast because of time. They're not starting a podcast because they're worried about hearing their own voice. Exactly the same person, but different triggers on just that one little bit. So figuring that out was the difficult thing. That took a lot of qualitative research, a lot of quantitative research through Captivate. Um, it took a lot of intuition on my end and the team's end. Mine in particular, because like my job in the business is to think further forward. That's like my number one job. Um, and having been at every podcast, major podcast conference since like the dawn of podcast conferences, um, that's given me a deep intuition because I've been that person and continue to be that person. Um, so that's the big thing, like understanding how to get, understanding how to get people to take action and then keep them taking it. Um, again, you and Mike do this really well. Again, Scott Devine does this very well with very well with his players path. And um, the other thing that I would say was a big challenge is, um, and again, you and Scott do this well, and it's something that we do, I think, pretty well through Captivate as well. Um, 
and where we we do this through Captivate, you guys do it through the memberships. And what that is, is identifying the missing tools that are not the big, big tools that people need, but the, 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 the bridging tools, the peripheral bits, the little tiny pieces. So as an example, you know, over this shoulder, you can see a metronome. Yeah. You know, I bought that last week because I was tired and tired and tired of being out of time. You know, it took me 30 years to realize that I'm bad. <laughs> so I bought a metronome. It's fine. It works. It cost about a tenner. Scott's got one built into his website on his membership. You know, he's also got a tuner. I've got a tuner down there somewhere. You know, he's got a tuner built in. So he's built these bridging tools. You've done the very same thing with um, what you do with Memberoni. Um, I said MemberPress earlier, didn't I? What a goon. Uh, with Memberoni, um, I was talking to MemberPress like this week about productivity. It's in my brain. Um, so you've got these bridging tools that make the bits that are generally either a pain in the ass or difficult you you bridge that gap for someone and you do it for free as part of the membership. And we do that as part of Captivate. So we've got like a single promotion link. We've got our um, things like our, um, go on, what am I thinking of there? Things like our repurposing stuff, things like our uh, production calendars, default publish times, all these little bits of publishing tools that save people the heartache of having to sort it. Um, so that was a big thing, understanding what, the triggers were to take action. And then, you know, like as soon as someone, it's like, um, you've seen those, those stupid videos on, 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 on Twitter and so on, like TikTok where the, you lose so much time watching them because they're amazing. Where there's like a granny on a motorbike and she just, she puts the foot down and then hits the wall like a second later. You've got to figure out how to get to put the foot down and how to move the wall. You yeah. know, they're the two big things. I can't believe yeah. I just brought that up. That's a great analogy though. I might steal that. Yeah, do it. <laughs> So if those are the challenges, then what would you say is being the highlight or what makes the membership worth it for you? Do you know what? There's the cliched bit and then there's a bit that pays your mortgage. Um, (laughs) You know, and there's, you know, I I know you well enough and your audience well enough to know that we can be frank about it. And it's number one, it is the helping people. Like I have bad days, you know, really bad days. There'll be some numpty online that, that annoys you or there'll be some like, there's always a customer that, you know, thinks that because they're giving you like we captivate, they're giving you 19 bucks a month. You know, you've got to jump through, through hoops and you've, you, you've got to do things you'd never do. And you're like, what are you talking about? Get in the sea. And you know, that, that can really flip you on your head and make you think, what am I doing this for? I just get a job. And you know, you, I know everyone goes through that as a membership owner, as a product owner. Now that can be undone instantly, you know, by that email coming in from someone saying, holy crap, this course has just saved me 500 bucks and it's actually got me to launch. And it's cliched, but it does really keep the willpower up. Like it really keeps you moving. Um, so that's 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 very rewarding. The other thing is as well, like being able to pay the mortgage and pay people well. And you know, we, we during lockdown, we it was crap. You know, lockdown was boring and it was it was terrible for a lot of people. And you know, we we lost all social elements of the business. You know, we had to stop working together in the office. The ability to have enough cash in the bank to be able to send people a 60 quid crate of beer every couple of weeks, you know, and, and, and just stuff like that, that makes their life, you know, we've, we've had people that have moved house and, you know, they've started work with us. They've progressed. They've bought their first house, you know, be able to set them, look, just have two week off. Don't worry about it. It's not from your holiday. And here's like a bonus for moving in just because it's going to help you. Those things are really fulfilling because it's all the stuff that I wish someone had done for me instead of saying, get, get back to your desk, it's five past one, you've had your lunch, you know, shut up, Paul. And, you know, he was a tool. So they're really rewarding bits, you know, and it's it's very cheesy, 
But I think the second that you realize that there are people relying on you and the membership or the product that you've created is not only helping you to pay your mortgage, but helping those people that rely on you. Like that is wild. That is a real cliched, but really genuine thing that happens. And I know know you and Mike obviously feel that every day. You'll see it in the forums and, you know, when you do your masterminds and your meetups and retain, obviously it's like the ultimate. Um, But it's just fascinating, isn't it? How you can have those bad days and suddenly get, you know, you put back on track just from one or two little things. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so is there anything that you wish you'd known earlier or that you'd do differently if you were starting again with the membership? Yeah, I think I'd, I'd move that um, line of free, like I said, to where we've got it now. I'd have done that earlier. That would have got some much more uh, more traction earlier. Um, I also think that you, you know, you and Mike certainly don't preach this, but a lot of people do well. They'll say, oh, it's passive income. And it's 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 not <laughs> easier. No, it's not. It's not passive income. It's, is it easier than going out in the rain and building a house in some ways? You know, is it easy? No, of course not. It's not passive and I think that's another thing that I'd tell myself as well. And I, I, this will be the software side of me as well, is that like the second that you've got stakeholders insofar as paying customers, the stakes are raised. You know, you've got to turn up and you've got to deliver, but you've got to do more. Like the second you think you're doing too much stuff in the membership, you're probably just about doing enough. You know, you, you a lot of people, and I've seen this countless times, and I know you have, people that start memberships and they're just like, yeah, it's 37 bucks a month. And it's, you know, like dogpreneur. Sorry if someone's got that, but it's like not singling you out. I just made it up. Uh, like if it's dogpreneur and it's, yeah, we do one expert session every single month. And yeah, we've got a forum that other people chip in and out of, but I'm not really there myself. Like that is not how to run a membership. Like that's how to lose a membership. Um, that is the thing that I would tell myself early is just, you know, turn up, three times as much as you think you need to. No no doubt, that's huge. And so actually, on, on speaking about that then, how much time would you say the membership probably does take you on an average week? So for me, it's a little different um, because of Captivate and, and being yeah. very, very fortunate to be able to have the team running the community side and the social stuff. Um, if I was to kind of pull that back in house, it would be a full-time job. Granted, it would be a full-time job that I would probably do for an hour at night and, you know, going like this week, I've got to put some plasterboard on my bathroom. <laughs> like I would do that between, you know, the hours of nine and 12. Um, and I would, I would have the flexibility to do it when I want it, but there's no doubting that it's a full-time job. Does it have to be? No, it doesn't. But <laughs> like find me one membership owner that works less than full-time hours, but expects the membership to deliver full-time salaries. Like everyone expects that. I can't find anyone that doesn't expect that. Regardless of them working 10 hours a week, they still expect 60 hours per week results. And it just, that does not map, you know, until you scaled and you've got a decent team, you can't ever take your foot off, you know? Yeah. And so as we start to wrap up then, my final question I think would be, where would you like the Podcast Success Academy to be in 12 months' time? What are your your goals? I think it's it's really about, um, you know, I want I want this to be able to pay, and it doesn't right now for, for, for me because it's just, you know, I do it and I, I'm lucky to have Captivate. I want it to be able to pay for a small team's mortgages, their lifestyles, their entire livelihoods. You know, I want someone to be working on that 
and them to them to be running a business how they want to run it with my steer. And that's not me delegating. That's me genuinely saying this is something that you can own within this business ecosystem. So that because well, one of my one of my bigger goals is to help people that aren't entrepreneurial or don't you know don't know how to get started or worry about the risk of being an entrepreneur is to help them to achieve that stuff because a lot of people want it but are scared to take the, the leap and are scared and don't know what to do. So like I've always wanted to do that. I wanted to do it in the agencies, like set up a small agency with like a young designer and a young dev and say, right, I will help you, but this is your business, you know? And it's the same thing with this. That's that's where I want it to be. Um, I would normally give the cliche around, you know, just helping every podcaster it can, but like that's inevitable. You know, we shouldn't be turning up if that's not the case. But yeah, I'd love it to be paying like, you know, two or three young people that can run it and really learn from it and benefit podcasters as well. I'd love it to be paying their lives, you know, and them have a really good life of it. I really love that idea. That's, yeah, it's kind of almost that paying it forward, um, but still, as you say, overseeing it yourself, essentially. That's a sign of getting old, Callie. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'd, before, like in my 20s, I was like, yeah, I want to be earning loads of money. I want to be uh, you know, be retired by the time I get to 29. I want to have two Xboxes. Um, <laughs> but now it's like, yeah, I just want the youth of today to have a good life. <laughs> Man, I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah, it's because we're all approaching 40 now, as Mike likes to keep reminding me. So, oh, you know. Don't even. <laughs> terrifies me terrifies me <laughs> yeah <laughs> on that note though before we uh we go off down uh complaining about how old we are um, <laughs> if somebody wants to find out more about you check out the membership and things like that where's the best place for them to do that uh, probably Twitter, actually. Um, just at Mr. Asquith on Twitter. Um, I'm not one of those people that gives loads of calls to action. You know, you, if you go over there, you will find everything else and we can have a chat as well. So just at Mr. Asquith on Twitter. Awesome. And I'm sure you'll be back at all the uh, podcast conferences again once we're, we're allowed out the house as well. Oh, you know, I, d- I don't know. I'm like, I've, I've become much more introverted. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to do the, 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 the seeing people for 10 hours a day. But I know the second that you know, I'll get an email from Virgin. You can now book flights. I'm back <laughs> yeah. on them. But I'm looking forward to seeing you two in person again. It's it's been it's been too long. Yeah, it'd be lovely to catch up properly. And so yeah, I just want to thank you again for joining me today. Lots of of really interesting insights there. And I think we could have probably talked for for a lot longer as well, because I know you've got a, a lot of great information that you can you can share about podcasting memberships and and business in general as well. Um, and I just want to give a little shout out to Captivate as well while you're on here. So this isn't a sponsored podcast or anything like that, but we do use <laughs> Captivate ourselves for this podcast. Um, and it's an awesome podcast host. So if you're a podcaster, you want to start a podcast, then make sure you check out Captivate for your podcast as well. And so with that said, um, yeah, thank you so much for joining me today, Mark. It's been an absolute pleasure to to talk about how you're using your membership to kind of support your customers, encourage their success throughout your entire ecosystem, as you said, as well. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, it's good to chat and good to see you. Like I said, it would be nice to do it in person. Yes. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. It's uh, it's always a pleasure. And we're done. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to Mark for joining me for this episode. While not everyone will want the kind of multi-business approach that Mark has, if you do, I think Mark and all he is doing at Rebel Base Media is a shining example of how you can create a cohesive ecosystem of what at first glance may seem quite disparate parts. And more importantly, do it in a way that has the best interests of potential customers at heart rather than being a constant selling machine. 
To find all Mark's links, download the transcript of this episode or get the show notes, head to themembershipguys.com slash btm46. And remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to be the first to hear when our next episode drops next week. For now, though, it's bye from me. If you enjoyed this week's episode, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. The Membership Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a membership website. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be, or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks, and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement, and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership website. Check it out at membershipacademy.com.